Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? Are you ready to take it to the next level? Join us as we dive deep into the small business secrets successful entrepreneurs are implementing to see massive results. This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast, presented by Beefy Marketing. Here's your host, Andrew Brockenbush. John, what's up, my friend? How are what you today, sir? What is up, Andrew? Welcome back. Welcome back. Good to be back. Always good to be beefy. Always. Dude, today is a special kind of day. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Because we've got the first ever, the incredible, our first ever guest. Oh, I'm so excited. Me too, I've been waiting for this day. Richie McPeak. Welcome to the show, my oh, friend. I like Richie, too. <laughs> You're like, whoa. Thank you, Andrew and John. I really appreciate being on Beefy. Yeah, man. That, I, I, now that I'm the first uh, guest, I wasn't nervous, but uh, now I am a little nervous. Oh, man. No need to be nervous. We're the, again, we're the ones that are supposed to be nervous because uh, we're in your <laughs> presence, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Well, dude, let's kick this thing off with a bit of an icebreaker. If you could be a part of any fictional family, family, who would it be? What family would it be? Well, it's be tough between about three families, the Gallaghers, uh, Samper and Son, and the Duke family, Bo and Luke Duke. But I think it'd probably be the Duke family. Get to ride around the General Lee, jumping bridges and roads, running moonshine, and hanging out with Daisy Duke Not and Uncle Daisy, Jesse. Yeah. I like to hang out with Daisy myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think for me... I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? And so I think that there's like this, you know, um, rebellious side of me that would be like kind of drawn to the Simpsons. I'm going to be a part of The Simpsons. Like, why not? Like, Homer's best bud. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't want to hang out with Homer? Exactly. So I think that's my answer. I went full (laughs) cartoon as well. Yeah. I went all cartoon. I thought of The Simpsons, but I want to be a hill. Oh, yeah. I want to be Bobby's brother, man. Oh, John. Yeah, yeah, that's magnificent, man. <laughs> Thank you. You just wanna you just wanna holler at Luann? <laughs> Maybe. Well I guess I'd have to be a gribble then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think Yeah, or the Adams family because you just have such cool family members. Yeah. They're just yeah. out there. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, seriously, guys, we have an incredible guest for you guys today. Richie McPeak is a business owner, a father. He is a sarcoma amputee. He's got quite the story. If you guys aren't already, you should definitely be following him on social media, Instagram, Twitter, all the places, McPeak Richie. He is the co-founder of McPeak Market, and they've got some incredible products, and we're going to talk about that. But most importantly, today, we're going to be talking about what it takes to scale a business, and all that goes into that. And so I'm so excited. Again, Richie, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, and Andrew and John. I really appreciate being on Beach. Oh, yeah. So McPeak, you know, is clearly a family business. Why don't you kind of just kick things off by telling our listeners kind of a little bit about your story and a little bit about the business? Absolutely. So, you know, I started in uh, 1996 in a family health food store. And in there, I got to go with my family. And uh, my kids got to try different products. But one of the most important things I learned is listening to consumers. And I think when you're going to create a product or a business or even a service, listening and understanding your consumers is really important. And what I heard there was people didn't want to take a lot of pills. And they didn't want to 
take powders that tasted bad. And the majority were moms buying for their families, and they wanted something healthy also. So I had the opportunity to work with some big companies doing education and sales and sourcing. And so in the early 2000s, I was having lunch with my son, Connor, and I noticed all the kids were eating packaged foods, no fruits and vegetables. And then I looked at gummy bear supplements, and the majority that were out there had trans fats, high fructose corn syrup, synthetic vitamins, but nothing was really clean. So I remember watching a show, and everybody was blaming the manufacturers, the marketers, the companies making them, the parents for poor eating habits and, and unhealthy kids. So I thought as a dad, maybe I could make a difference. And so I started contacting uh, different manufacturers yeah. and asked them if I could create this organic gummy bear with turmeric and ginger and fruits and vegetables, uh, no high fructose corn syrup and dyes. Right on. And it was interesting. A lot of them said no, because it's actually cheaper for us to use all those ingredients. So I found one, uh, Albanese confectionery, and I found an amazing um, scientist in California who water extracted fruits, vegetables, and spices. And so we created our very first gummy bear, and it was for my son and other kids. And then we had parents saying, uh, do you have something for us? And so that was kind of the launch of our company. Was it pretty easy to get the family on board with this idea? It was in the beginning because they were just eating gummy bears. <laughs> so everybody wants to eat gummy like, bears. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. Now when they had to work in the warehouse and we drove through a hurricane for a delivery and stuff like that, they were like, I don't know about this. Yeah. So <clears throat> obviously, was that your first business or is that McPeak as it is today? So that was, that, that was my first business. And uh, from there, I think when you're starting a business, the, the first thing you have to put out in the universe and say it's going to be successful. So when I launched this gummy, I said I was going to go into public supermarkets. Everybody laughed at me, including my mom. And uh, I, 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 had, I hired a salesperson who was spending more money on gas and food and drinks than sales. So I drove over to Publix. I looked up who the VP of supplements, HBC, and um, I pulled up to the guard gate. I said, hi, I'm here to see so-and-so. And they're like, do you have an appointment? And I said, I think I might. So they let me through. And I brought these gummy bears to the receptionist. And I said, I'm, I'm, I have these organic gummy bears. They should be in your stores. And she said, oh, honey, do you have an appointment? I said, no, I don't. She's like, well, let me taste them. I have four kids. If my kids like them, and if I like the taste, then I'll see if I get your appointment. So she ate the gummy bears. She said, wow, these are really good. She called the VP secretary and said, we have somebody here to see him. Does he have any time? She said, he's going to give you 30 seconds at lunch. This was eight in the morning. So I waited four hours. He walked out. He said, you have 30 seconds. I said, you have some of the highest quality stores, highest quality products. 
these should be in your stores. If you have any kids or know any kids, let them try these. He said, okay, thank you. Next day, his buyer called me and said, my boss said I have to talk to you. And so that was kind of the launch of there uh, for our first brand. And I'll tell you, John and Andrew, a pivotal point was overcoming obstacles. So I made it to the first review and you get one chance a year. And he said, I like the products. I like the taste. I like the ingredients, but your bottle is too big. And I said, great. Can I have time to change it? He said, you have 48 hours. So I didn't know 48 hours. So, and I was out of money and I had to do something. I said, I said, well, may I have the 48 hours? And he went, all right, I guess. So I stayed up for 48 hours. I got the labels resized. I got bottles sent from California. We had the gummies in the new bottle. I brought them back. And he said, not bad for your first product. Uh, he said, don't go buy a house, but I'm going to put it in. <laughs> and from there, and this is after a year of him telling me this little new brand wouldn't work. Um, from there, it was so successful from moms telling other moms in the stores that six months later, they brought in eight more products. And then we grew to Wegmans, HEB, Central Market, uh, Whole Foods, all the independent health food stores. And we kind of built our excellence as a company and as a family, putting out and creating these organic, healthy, great tasting products and excellence in customer service. So then this led me to McPeak, McPeak Market that we actually launched last year, December 16th, when I had my leg amputated. Yeah. By wow. coincidental yeah. so, time. Okay, hold on. Before we dive into that, because that's yeah, a crazy story. Yeah, and one of the greatest photos yeah, I've right? ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to ask you, though, because we've, we've been talking a lot about on the show stepping out of your comfort zone. What was it like? despite the fact that your mom didn't believe you or anybody else didn't believe that you'd get your products in, in the stores, what was it like to step out of your comfort zone to take that, like to legit just be like, yeah, I'm going to just take a gummy bear and try to go to the biggest buyer in the, you know, the whole country. Like, what was that yeah. like? Like, can you tell me about the importance of that moment for you? You know, it was scary. And I think at the time, ignorance was bliss. Absolutely. I really <laughs> didn't know the mountain in front of me. Yeah, But I was just taking one step in front of the other and believing that I had something here. And I'd also left myself no fallback. I sold everything. I was driving an old beat up Camry with 300,000 miles. And I put everything in belief in this project and also just true faith. Yeah. Wow, man. See, I think that that kind of risk is so important, though. And you're right. Sometimes it does yeah. take a little bit of ignorance or maybe like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that sounds that sounds bad because it's like it wasn't ignorance. Clearly, it was a bold move and it paid off. Right. But to some extent, but, it's also right. like, man, you're kind of. You're, you're, it's a, it's yeah, a, I know what he means, <laughs> no. though, because I've been in some circles with like celebrity types that I may or may not have known were and was bolder than I think I would have been had I had yeah. known that. But yeah, right. I know exactly what he means. Yeah. Yep. And looking yep. back, Andrew and John, I don't know if I would do it again, man. <laughs> yeah. It was if I knew what I knew about. now. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. If I knew what I was asking for, I probably wouldn't have asked. Well, you know, yes. In business, you know, cold calling and cold outreach and just outbound sales, outbound marketing is such a huge component of it. Yeah. It is it is scary, right? Like I don't want to go talk to a stranger, right? Like I'd rather talk to somebody that came my way first. But at the same time, like you don't make connections by, you know, staying in your comfort zone. You don't make connections by kind of getting out of what the normal is. And being willing to try something different, right? Yep. And you know what I learned coming up the ranks, John and Andrew? That no doesn't mean no. It means yeah. give me more information Yeah. about why right. I should believe in your product or your service or you as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I'm glad we dug into that because that's really important to me. And I feel like it's like kind of on theme with what we've been talking about here on the show. But let's go back to what we were talking about a second ago, which is that you decided to launch (laughs) Peak Market on the same day that you decided you're going to get your leg chopped off. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Come on. Well, it kind of worked out that way. And you know, I'm a multitasker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I believe that as a leader, we're just a part of the will. Oh. Uh, Wheel. And we want to inspire everyone around us. And if something goes wrong, if I go down, the rest can go on because we have our processes in place. So prior to that, we had been working on our powders for two years with an amazing food scientist who had worked at Tropicana, and I had known him for many years. And we had been working on our website, our foundations, our manufacturers. So... My leg was initially supposed to be amputated in the summer of 2020, but I got COVID, almost uh, killed me, but I made it out. And job. then uh, my doctors kept telling me I wasn't mentally and physically ready. And so uh, my cancer came back in November. So they're like, now we have to amputate, but I was already ready and I already asked them. So our our web team tells us the site is going to go live on December 16th. And then we're like, oh, that's when I'm getting my leg cut off. <laughs> so, so my wife, my family, my team are hoping I don't die in surgery, but also having to work for the company. And uh, it went off without a hitch. Some small hiccups. Yeah, but come on, but what small hiccups aren't there in a business launch? You know, it's, yes. that's, a, that's a part of it. There's, yes. there's something you talk about a lot in your business that is intriguing to me as a branding agency. It's something that you talk about in your, your messaging on your website. You talk about it in your social media. And I don't, I don't get it. And maybe I will. Maybe when you tell me what it is, I will. But you talk a lot about soul-to-soul branding. What, what would you say is soul-to-soul branding? So, so I really believe soul, soul branding is when you create something, a product, a service, that family and friends believe in it, and then they start sharing with their family and friends. And I learned that from a mentor about 20 years ago. Uh, he's sold over a billion dollars, one billion dollars in supplements, billion. three different companies, one billion, billion. Yeah. billion. Yeah. And, and, and what he showed me was you can spend all the money in the world you want on advertising and you can send out 
products or create a service. But if people don't share with others and give you good reviews and come back, then that's for naught. So when I created our powder powders, I shipped it first to our friends and family, retailers I trust, and others, and I wanted their critical feedback, and I knew they would give that to me. And then what we found was they enjoyed them, we make some adjustments, and then we start building our brand, and it was like the opportunity to be on uh, Team Never Quit. We had people go to our website. They loved the powders. And then they said, I told my mom, I told my brother, my sister, my dad. And so from there, with Soul to Soul Marketing, you build an incredible foundation. And then you see what's working, what's not. And then you can start investing your money where it's profitable, tactical, and strategical. That's, that's pretty, that's good. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here taking like, notes. <laughs> you should write a book or something, Richie. Yeah. Well, That's what well, I've been told, but I don't want to bore anybody. Oh, dude. Yeah. Let's, let's partner together. Yeah, let's, write write a, let's mark a market. Yeah. Let's use his stories. Let's hey, do Ian, it. Tell, call it, it, tell call it your... Beefy McPeak branding. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's my new nickname. <laughs> Beefy McPeak. Beefy McPeak. <laughs> Beefy McPeak. I like <laughs> it. You, you can have it. You can yeah. have it. And so you've obviously been very transparent about your fight with cancer. You've shown videos of your recovery on social media. Would you say that that like when all that was going down, because your amputation was kind of like, I wouldn't say the final straw, but it was kind of like a big decision that you made in your, in that journey. But leading up to that, like how did your overall experience affect your, your productivity, your business mentality? Because for me, I know when, when the, the tough things get going, you're kind of like, Ugh. yeah. You know, okay, like I'm, there's a lot going on. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. How did you handle that? That's a great question, Andrew. Um, so I was diagnosed in 2014, and it was a really big, a rare aggressive cancer. And initially, they said I had about 7% chance to live six months. I don't think they were being honest. I think they just made the number up Dang. with what I had. And our company, the first company, was really starting to explode. So you know what I learned from that is that my time was short. I shortened yeah. my goals, sometimes down to a moment, a day, a week. Yeah. And I came up with this um, thought, Andrew and John, that every step is a finish line. So what I started doing is compressing all of my goals. And instead of launching a product in a year, I had to figure out how to launch a product in a month. Instead of waiting six months yeah. for it to grow, I had to learn to grow in 60 days because I didn't yeah. know what time I had left. Right. And so, so, so I became hyper-efficient. Yeah. I, I like that because I feel like for, like for so many business owners, so many aspiring business owners, which I, I really want to kind of mm -hmm. hit on because this is the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Obviously, we're talking to business owners that are already in business and they're trying to figure out how to elevate the game and all that. But there's also this whole other demographic that I feel like listen to the show that are aspiring entrepreneurs, people who want to quit the day job, quit the nine to five, mm -hmm. right? And those people, I feel like, spend so much time thinking about what they want to do or yes. wish they could do yes. that they never just do. Yeah. And I've been yes. guilty of that. I'm sure we've all, like, it's not like I'm like preaching, yep. you know, it's no. like we've all been, we've been guilty of that. 
But I think that even for us lately, when we moved into this new office space that we have here in Tomball, we realized that if like we set like very clear goals and we put them out into the universe and it was very public. Yes. Yeah. All of a sudden, like you better, there's some better pressure. Get on it. Yeah. Because if you don't, yeah. you're gonna people are gonna think, oh, that that guy doesn't actually see things through. You know, yeah. It's it's so much more public. It's like the people who are like they share their weight, weight journey online. There's something really, yeah. you know, inspiring about that because it's like they're putting a lot of, they're being yeah. very vulnerable, you know, in that. Yeah. Yes. The the other aspect of that is that they're sharing, you know, and you get that accountability aspect of yep. it too. Like, hey, I noticed you didn't work out today or didn't post that yes. you're working out today. Did you still do that? Yeah. Or I noticed yes. that you were talking about a new product, a uh, new product coming out, Richie. Um, yeah. It's been two months. Is it out tomorrow yeah. or not? It will yeah. be. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a great point. You both make that you got to make yourself vulnerable and accountable. So Mm -hmm. when you put them out there, other people are seeing that too, especially the people that believe in you. And then you find a way to make it happen. And Andrew, you know, I think general Patton said it, um, a a good plan executed now is better than a perfect plan executed next week. Yep. And what I find, if you just do little things and do something, anything, even if it's not perfect, you're making progress and every step is a finish line. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Every step is a finish line. That yep. is, that's awesome. I'm going to. You know what, John? I, I was doing uh, 400 hours of chemotherapy, 96 hours at a time. And man, the first 100 hours was, was hell. Yeah. And I, I couldn't imagine making it another 300 hours. And so, uh, I've shared this with Andrew. Uh, I was watching yeah. lone survivor and, uh, what Marcus said, you're never out of the fight. Yeah. And so I changed my mindset and I said, I don't have to make it to 300 more hours. Right. I don't have to make all those breaths. If I can just take one more step, that's my finish line. And then I start applying that to everything, John, business and life. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we've mentioned something similar to that on a, for editorial calendar, you know, you don't have to come up with an entire year's worth of posts. You just have to highlight what you want to post and then you can create everything off of that. Like, yeah, you don't have to take on the mountain, but you do have to climb up the next few rocks. Yes. And I think Mm. Andrew, to your point, I've worked with a lot of people and seen entrepreneurs where they think they have so much to do and they overthink it and they try to think out a year, five years, 10 years. So you got to think out this moment while keeping in mind the next year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> that, that's been the big thing for us lately. It's like, hey, like, yeah, we have these big goals that we'd like to accomplish for the year and we're going to put those down so that everyone's kind of aware of them. But at the same time, <clears throat> we can't accomplish that big goal without hitting smaller, tangible, yeah. you know, Yes. Kind of milestones along the way. And I think yep. that if you kind of work backwards in that way, like, yeah, let's like, let's have this big lofty goal, but then let's like, what does it take to get there? If you yeah. want to get 1200 yep. followers for the year, that means you need a hundred for the month. And that way every mm-hmm. month you're saying, did we hit a hundred? Yes. No. Okay. We only hit 80. Well, then next month either we have to do 120 or the next or month we're, we're going to do 100. Yes. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I want to yes. know that kind of thing so that I can continue yeah. to be successful. Um, yes. And you know, one, one thing to that point, when I, uh, before I got diagnosed, I started training with a force recon marine and I walked in 
and uh, he pointed to two barbells, two and a half pounds each. He's like, we're going to work with those, Mr. Ritchie. And I'm thinking, this guy's crazy. I'm pumping all this weight. I was a wrestler. All that. And he looked at me and said, you think I'm crazy? I said, yeah, I do. And in probably 30 minutes, I couldn't lift up two and a half pounds. And he yeah. said, Mr. Ritchie, I want you to remember something. Little numbers turn into big numbers. Ooh, and I no. start applying that because everybody wants a $100 million business, right? Yeah. 100%. yeah. But you got to do a dollar or you yeah. got to do one podcast or, or set up one studio before you yeah. can grow to where you go. Yeah. And we have two that's, now. That's so, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So little numbers are turning big numbers. It's so funny that yeah. you say that because it's very yeah. applicable right now. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in yeah. transition. We, you know, we built this studio that we're sitting in right now because we were like, Hey, we, we've got to get started. Like if we want to sell podcasting as a service, you know, and offer it to our we clients, gotta, we have to have a podcast studio in it. We need a space. Right. So we, yeah. sm- we chose one of the smaller rooms in our studio because it didn't need to be crazy or fancy. It kept expenses down because, you know, acoustically treating walls. Yes. And, oh, this stuff costs a lot of money, right? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, before we knew it, we had four or five people saying, hey, can you produce our podcast? Yeah. We need we need guests and all this other stuff. And we're like, uh, we need a, big, a room bigger here. studio. <laughs> so now we've picked the biggest yeah. space in the place and we're like transitioning from out of this small studio into the big studio. And you're right. Yeah. Like every single number adds up to be a bigger number. I love that. Yeah. And you know, that's a great point, Andrew and John. My first business, we started out of our apartment. We, I had the boxes stacked to the wall around our bedroom. So the only way we could get to my bed was go through these stacks of hundreds of boxes. So I had to sell something because my (laughs) wife was going to leave. And you know, a lot of people overextend themselves. They think they have to yes. have a big warehouse, a big where, a big office, all these yeah. computers, all of these things that really don't matter until you start making those small steps and getting mm-hmm. profitable. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm I'm loving yeah. that the conversation's headed this direction because we're talking all about scaling the business, right? And I think that you're absolutely yes. right. So many times, people early on in a business venture say, "Oh, we want to be this, so we're going to do this yeah. out of the yes. gate," and it's like. You yeah. go bankrupt, you piss off investors, yeah. yep. you end up being over your head in yep. debt because you've pulled out financing options that you didn't even know how to manage yet, right? You can start small. I mean, if, here's a great yes. example. We've been in business now for going on 10 years, Beefy, our agency. Congratulations. Thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate that. But the first six or seven years, we were just working from remote offices or from our house, a tiny little office yep. in someone else's bigger office. Because we didn't need an office space, right? But we finally yep. got to a point where we said, okay, we know that we have the cash flow to support an office. And we have this thought that if we do have an office, we can you know, only better our culture. We can offer services that we've never been able to offer. But we knew it was like a clear pathway to that, right? You know, yes. It wasn't just a quick jump to like, oh, if we don't have a 10,000 square foot studio that looks like the blaze, then we don't have a chance yep. of being successful in this space. Exactly. I, I had a conversation with, with a friend the other day who has a IT company or he works as an IT professional. I keep telling him to open up his own IT company. Right. And he was just saying like, well, dude, there's so many IT companies. I was like, dude, there's so many web design agencies and our yeah. company is still extremely successful because you just yes. carve out the part of the business that you want, right? Talk right. to the people you want. At the end of the day, successful businesses are relational, Right. That's how your that's, that's how your whole business journey started. Taking in a, a gummy bear to a guy 
and hoping yeah. that, yep. that that relationship would grow. And I'm sure it has from that, right? Yep. And you know, that's a great point about relationship because from our first brand, uh, I had the opportunity to meet these manufacturers, ingredient suppliers, packagers. And one business hack I can say is always practice gratitude and try yeah. to make your partner's job easier because they have bad days Wonderful. too. They have bad weeks. So I never called anybody uh, screaming and yelling, upset when we had delays or problems. So when we exited our first brand, many of the same manufacturers and ingredient suppliers came with us and they said, your family was the kindest family we've ever worked with. And so we really had an opportunity from all the relations we created uh, to launch McPeak much faster than our previous brand and have incredible manufacturers, ingredient suppliers, and packagers that can mm -hmm. scale up, all from relationship. Yeah. yeah. And it, it seems like coming in, to the second round when you actually had McPeak, when we're starting McPeak, you actually had some framework already laid, at least in the thought process of what you wanted to do. And That's some of that trial point, and error. Yes. Some of that trial and error was already through. So it allowed you to launch McPeak much faster because you were learning from the mistakes that you made and you know experiences that you had. That's a great point, John. In fact, my first order for Publix, I had the gummies packaged in California. And I told them it has to go refrigerated from California to Florida in the summer. This oh, company yeah, sure. sent them. My buyer calls me and he said, uh, we got a problem. Your yeah. gummies are melted and you're about to get kicked out of my store before you even get on my shelves. Uh. So me and my son, I think he was 13. We drove over on a weekend. We went through everything. And luckily, we were able to about salvage 50 percent and i had some inventory but to your point john i learned a big lesson yeah. now with our products our ingredients everything we track from point a to point z and we have eyes yeah. on it at all times yeah that's a brilliant thought especially i know i-10 during the summer right there nah yeah went yeah. through the desert then right into the humidity yeah. <laughs> yes yes so that's a great point you know when we launched our first powders it went off without a hitch because yeah. to your point i had a lot of failures early on but you know what I try to do? Have a lot of small failures. Ooh. No big ones. And, and try to reduce uh, the money failures. And, and yeah. then you don't get hit, punched in the face or with a brick of a huge failure. I actually like that a lot because it's, yeah. I, I like it because you said I tried to have a lot of small failures, not I. Yes, tried, I, I not did. I tried to avoid I, yeah. small failures. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I know a guy that used to say, I'm reading a book that everybody writes in their lifetime called Mistakes I've Made, and I'm trying to make mine as small yeah. as possible. <laughs> yes, like, are we all? Even if you yeah. think about like as being a kid, being a child again, and being on a bike, you wouldn't do the biggest jump first, right? Like, you take those, nah. you know, I wouldn't. Uh, 
you know, I'm, I did. It didn't work out well. Yeah. yeah. You went straight <laughs> for that biggest failure, right? Like you went yeah. straight to it. Yes. Had you had you hit the little ramp and the little jump when you got to the big ramp, you'd have known how to handle that situation, yep. to handle the bike, yep. you would have known how to respond. And so it's you're right. It's okay to make a bunch of small mistakes along the way. It's honestly yep. I would encourage it. I, I think mistakes are how we learn. The bad thing the bad thing about making mistakes is if you make repeated mistakes without correcting anything and yes. that's where you're failing. Yes. Making mistakes doesn't make you a failure. Repeatedly making the same mistakes will. And side note. I agree, John. Yes. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> guys, I used to coach Pop Warner. And the first day, I would say, who's going to fail this season? And none of the kids would raise their hand. And none of the coaches. And I'd raise my hand. And I said, I'm going to fail probably multiple times, but I'm going to learn from it. And yeah. we're all going to fail, but we're going to learn from it. So that they weren't afraid of failure or mistakes. Yeah. Man. How, how, you know, kind of in the scaling conversation, what, in your opinion, your experience so far, that you've had a lot of success both in your first business and it seems like McPeak Market is definitely well on its way to having the same level of success. You know, what do you say the secret sauce is to scaling efficiently regardless of the circumstances that are kind of happening around you or, or even in your own life? Well, that's a great question. I, I think a couple. Number one, if you're going to create something, either a product or a service, you have to get it as near perfect one time as you yeah. can. Because early on, again, John, going back to my many failures um i had this company making some gummy bears and every time they sent it the flavor was off a little bit the consistency was off a little bit it was never what i wanted it and then when they scaled up it was awful so oh, yeah i now focus on you have to do it one time before you can do it a million times so i really focus on Anything I create or our team creates that we perfected as best we can one time and yeah. the manufacturers, the ingredient suppliers, and our partners can also scale up with us. And then I think secondly, guys, patience. We all want it to happen now, patience. right? Yeah. <laughs> and Especially we, with our gigabit internet generation yes, of yes, download yes, live stream yeah. yes <laughs> we, we want it right now and we bang Absolutely. our head through brick walls and why isn't it happening but what i found is in that patience we find the best way to scale up we find the best way to turn little numbers into big numbers to find the best way that every step becomes a finish line and on on the hack side for either a product or a service one of my internet partners taught me a, a while ago get as many google reviews you can authentic google reviews because it's one thing for uh john and andrew of beefy marketing to say how you guys changed your clients and increased their profitability and sales or for mcpeak market to say our powders are amazing. They're easy to drink. They make you feel better. But when other people say it on a verified place that someone can go and say, hey, I want to check out what people are saying about BP marketing or about McPeak. 
and they see these five-star authentic reviews, then it's no longer your opinion or subjective, it's quantitative. And yeah. Google starts to see those and your analytics change. So we have really tried with this second brand to get authentic Google reviews from our customers and those who feel like they really enjoy our products. And then Whole Foods, for instance, tried our products. The buyers liked it. They checked out our five-star Google reviews. And we're very, very close to getting on the shelves of Whole Foods. Oh, so exciting, wow. bro. So exciting. Yeah. That's super cool. What's, what's kind of the next big thing for McPeak? Do you have any new products coming? Yeah. Do you have any big challenges that you're you know you think are kind of coming down the pipeline it's kind of interesting i think a lot of times people say like what's what's the cool thing that's happening next but like what's right. your next mistake what do you think that next problem is going to be yeah those are great questions I, I think the most difficult thing has been what everybody's facing supply chain yeah um and interruptions and disruptions but you know fortunately we have always sourced and made all of our products here in the US. So when the global supply chain broke down and many companies were struggling, we didn't face yeah. that. So that's still our greatest challenge, but the partners that we have have deep connectivity and we're completely in the United States. And I look at a lot of my partners as local too. Um, mm -hmm. So that really helps us overcome that. Uh, the next big thing, we're going to be coming out with gummies again Ooh. and we're going to have. Uh, Functional Ooh, yeah. gummy snacks. Ooh. The mushroom powder is going to oh, be in a yeah. delicious strawberry gummy. Oh, yes. Yeah. I like that. I'll take a, a yeah. unlimited supply and of you gummies, know, please. <laughs> and, and you know, Andrew and John, you guys have enjoyed our powders. And, and, oh, and people absolutely. love that. In this single oh, pack yeah. is seven organic mushrooms, vitamin C from acerola cherry. The, the color is from Japanese purple sweet potato and zero grams of sugar. And when you look at our immune plus elderberry, you have vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, probiotics, turmeric, and you can take this anywhere with you on the road, staycation, yeah. home, poured in any drink, including bourbon and tequila. I've tried it. And right. it's, it's a really simple way and a fun way uh, to get your vitamins, minerals, hydration. And so that's what we found. People have been excited about our McPeak powders. And I'll send you guys some samples of the gummies. Those are absolutely yes. delicious. Awesome. I like a gummy. I like to take my little Don't go. My, my little gummy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who does it? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, it's funny that you mentioned the tequila one because uh, every time I'm drinking my full sugar uh, pina colada, my you know my soft drink of choice. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that um, you know I'm like oh I should I should just get a, a you know a glass of uh, tequila on the rocks and put the little powder in there because it's way better for me. I'm yes. not getting all that sugar and all that, right? Yes. Um, I've seen you do it before on your socials, and I'm like, oh, what a brilliant idea. Because typically, yeah. the yeah, we had a thing customer, about drinks is sugar. Uh, yep, we had a customer that sent in. She makes strawberry margaritas and strawberry tequila. Literally, Patron, soda, and our Magnificent 7 strawberry skrilla mushrooms. So smart. And oh. it's amazing. I'm gonna You're a pina colada guy? Yeah, don't you, you like pina coladas? I, lo I love a pina colada. Let me tell you something. When you come to Florida or I come to Texas, I'm going to make you and John the best pina colada you've ever had. I worked at Club Med for a while 
and pina colada night was my night. I used yes, Coco Lopez, nice. fresh pineapples, three rums. You guys will think oh, you're in yeah. the Caribbean on vacation somewhere. You guys didn't know you were going to come to Business Growth Hacks and find the best pina colada recipe <laughs> on the planet, <laughs> hey, did you? What better business growth hack? Today's business growth hack, the pina colada <laughs> recipe to keep you going, baby. <laughs> All right, let's do a lightning round because I think we've kind of dived into some cool topics that are kind of a top level, but I want to do some kind of quick, fun stuff right quick. So what is a what is the most useful tool or piece of software you use in your business? Go. My phone. Oh, yeah. I don't have a computer. I'm borrowing my daughter's computer. Really? I do nice. everything on my phone. Built two brands on my phone only. That's that is incredible. very incredible. Yeah, and iPhone. To the, this right here. Yeah. This is my business tool. Number uh, one. When did you realize the business that you have right now is the one you wanted to do? Ooh. That's a great question. You know, I think the first time that people started eating the gummy bears or tasting the products, and uh, I got an email from this lady who was a teacher and said, I'd stand for hours and I drank your powders and help with my inflammation. And thank you so much. And I started getting all these wonderful emails and reviews. And I'm like, I'm truly helping people and making a difference. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, Anytime that's you awesome. can impact someone's life. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. I and you know, the powders, products, and the, yeah. the, the powders and the ingredients, Andrew and John, I, I've eaten for 20 years. And when I was going through cancer, I, I couldn't really eat. So I ate gummy bears. And then the day of my amputation, my wife delivered the powders. I started drinking the powders every day, healed really quick. And it's so easy when you're not feeling well or you don't want to swallow things, you just put it yeah. in, in a glass of water and drink, sip it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good yeah. point. Because, yeah, when you, especially if your tummy's messed up, yeah, you're like, I yep. keep it, don't want to drink or eat nothing. You need stuff. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. I, you I, need I got, those nutrients. Yeah. I got another one for you. What did you dream of doing when you were a kid? What was your dream? Jim? Wow. I had one dream and one dream only to be a Marine. And I, I was, I was wrestled in high school and college. I was going to go into the Marine Corps. And I think I told this story. I was born deaf in my right ear, and I passed everything with flying colors. And then the sergeant was behind the glass, and he's like, all right, Richard, we're going to do the hearing test. So on my left ear, I'm going, I get it perfect. My right ear, I decide I'm going to guess. So I'm just like this. He's like, hold on, I think we have loose wires. Then he's like, hold on, let me change out the machine. So then he comes in. He's like, Richard, let me ask you something. You're either deaf. Or crazy or both. <laughs> because when I turn to the loudest sound, you don't respond. And when nothing's there, you raise your head. And I said, well, <laughs> I was born deaf on my right ear. And he's like, man, you should have told me. We, we will get this fixed. So they sent me to all these specialists. But I was born with dead nerves. So then I'm like, you can't just check the box. And he's like, no. And I'm like, what am I going to do now? Make gummy bears? <laughs> yeah, no, that came a long time afterward. But I, but I only wanted to be a marine, John and and, and Drew. That's yeah, it, that's just a marine. All right, how about what is a one piece of advice for someone who wants to start a product based business? I would say find manufacturing partners 
or other partners that believe in what you're doing. I spent a lot of time and energy early on trying to convince my manufacturing and ingredient and other partners of what I wanted to do, what I thought would be my niche and got turned down many times. And then once you find those people, stay with them, treat them good. That, that's the best advice. So I've got many manufacturers and suppliers that I've been with 20 plus years now because they believe in what I'm doing and I believe in what they're doing. And maybe secondarily with that, make sure they can scale up with you. If they can't scale up past one, you're not going to be able to. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the people that you partner with better yep. be like-minded and ready to scale with you or you're not scaling anywhere. Yeah. Yes, it's not going to work out. And that happened yeah. early on. Man, what Man. a great interview. All right, I've got to wrap this thing up because, you know, if not, know, we will unfortunately. go six hours because I like you so much. <laughs> We're going to Joe Rogan <laughs> this right. thing. And, uh, you know, we don't have as many listeners as he does, so I'm not allowed to do that. Uh, I think the internet will reject me. But... <laughs> I have got to end this thing with a business growth hack. And I was, I was sitting here kind of, kind of summing up our entire conversation in my head and just thinking about the things that we've covered. And I'd say that the one thing, in my opinion, that would be the business growth hack is duplication and automation. As it pertains to business, I think as an entrepreneur, it is, there's no one that's more effective in your business than you, especially when it's your dream, your vision. You're, there's no one more invested in it than you are. That doesn't mean you won't surround yourself with a team that freaking buys in and supports you and has got great skills that are beyond yours, but there's something to be said about duplicating yourself. And so I think my, my business growth hack of the day is find tools and software uh, and even people that are going to help you duplicate yeah. yourself. Right? Yes. Yes. There you go. How would you, what would you add to that, Richie? Pardon me, pardon me, Andrew? Yeah. What would you add to that? I would say absolutely because you have to have those processes in place if you're going to scale, because it will completely crash down if you don't. So we implemented many of the processes and automation that we learned for 13 years with our previous brand and transferred them here from shipping, customer service, uh, uh, social media, product development. So that's a great point, because to your point, when I was down with my amputation and recovering, the processes we created helped the company continue until I was able to get back at it. Yeah. 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 That's that's super important. Yep. Because to keep your dream alive, you can't do it all yourself. No, you can't. You kind of need a replication of yourself to do it the way you do it. It's also hard to give it up, right? Like, I think whenever you are in the driver's seat, it's hard to kind of hand yeah. over the reins about something that's, you know, I always think about Beefy. Like, Beefy is my baby. Like, of yeah. all the things yes. I've done in my life, I've spent the most time, energy, money, pain, staking hours developing yes. this company. And so to start to trust other people to do it as well as you, for one, that's a false expectation. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to ever be as invested as you are. However, yes. that doesn't mean you can't find people again that are going to help you get more mm -hmm. done. Like here we are, Support almost the vision. ten years, and I've just yep. now hired an assistant, and it's the best decision I've ever made. Like I'm too yeah. busy to to be yep. everywhere. And what happens is because I'm so prideful in that, like oh, I just need to do it myself, that it gets delayed, 
and delayed and delayed until we dropped the ball altogether and I and I hurt relationships. So, <clears throat> you know, that's a big problem, big challenge for most business owners. That's a huge hurdle that you've gone over, Andrew. Early on, I think I put a lot of expectations on people that I hired and work with that they were as invested as me, that they wanted to work as hard and commit as much as I did. But they didn't because it wasn't their dream. So then I try to find people that believed in what we were doing and could commit what they can. And I found out what that was. And then those were my expectations. That, that as a leader, I know I'm going to be obsessive about it. That's right. But let the people around me do what they can to help the company and, and teach them those processes and, and automate it. And then if I step back a little bit, they can still do their part. And I can do my part, but not ride their ass like a Colorado pack mule. Right, exactly. <laughs> Ruining relationships. <clears throat> Richie, thanks so much, man, for being on today because Absolutely. I think your story, you know, obviously incredibly inspiring, but more so than that, like beyond kind of all of the things that you've had, you know, happened to you, just the life you've lived, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. I mean, that yeah. in itself is extremely impressive. And so the fact that you were able to, share some of your wisdom. I think it's going to go a long way with our audience. And I really appreciate it. Why don't you tell everybody where they can get the products, how they can support yeah. you, where they can follow you, all that fun stuff. Thank you, Andrew and John, so much for being on Beefy. And man, you're doing it. You're doing exactly what I see that entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs are doing. So congratulations to you guys. Thanks, man. And you can go to mcpeakmarket.com. And we have all of our powders there. That's mcpeakmarket.com. And we'll have a code, Beefy Marketing, and they'll receive 25% off on your order. And we oh, would love for you to share nice. the products with friends and family, uh, anybody that orders. And we promise it's going to get there timely, accurate, and we'll throw in extra samples for friends and family. Nice. Well, thank you so much, man. We, we appreciate it again. John, Richie. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys next week. Next week. I'm honored, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.